have until the count of five. I happen to love the number five. It's a beautiful number, a glorious number. You got to the count of five. This is a professional introduction to the podcast. Hello, this is Got Till Five. Uh, wrestling podcast. My name's Jesse, and I'm here with my mate Max. We do a podcast. He did professional interview last week, and that was uh, my turn. And I yeah. did better than you. Really nailed it, there, Jesse. It was like a step above. Absolutely loved it. Welcome everyone to the Got Till Five podcast. Um, we do a top five every week, and we've got a very special one this week. But before we get to that, a uh, couple of quick mentions. It's been mental this week on the podcast, and we People just want to say, loving it, loving it, mate. And I just want to say thank you to everyone. Uh, we had a record-breaking month last month. Um, yeah, just shit's been insane. So thank you to everyone. That- yeah, right. So thank you to everyone that listened. Uh, let's keep doing what we've been doing in the month of May, and we'll be very happy. Uh, also got an email on tuesday what day is it where are we it's thursday but they'll be listening to this on friday it comes out well they can listen to it whenever they want it might be like 2022 or something i don't know God, time travel eh um, yeah but we we also had a cool email from a, a group of guys who have done this uh, wrestling comic book called invasion from planet wrestletopia and it's a real good comic like seriously good um when they sent me the link to talk about it, I was a bit like, yeah, sure, whatever. And then they sent me through the information and the guys that work on this, Ed Kunal and Matt Enton, um, Ed Kunal worked on one of my favorite games called Valiant Hearts. I don't know if you've played it, Jess. It's based on World War One. Uh, no, Can't that's not. I, I got confused in my head between that and Kingdom Hearts, which is that weird Japanese game with Mickey Mouse, isn't it? It is, but he did that do is Rabbids. a different game. He did Rabbids plus Mario Kingdom Battle. Oh, did he? So, oh, see, yeah. I'm all about my Switch at the moment, so I'm that's the one I'm behind. Awesome. You you over that uh, artist um, Dan? Sh- oh, I'm going to pronounce this wrong. Sh- could they- I can never do it with the S C H. Why What's do pro- people insist on doing stuff when they've got unpronounceable names? I know, right? It's just, just it stay, makes it stay harder. away from the limelight, and then no one has to say it. <laughs> but great artist worked on Will Eisner's The Spirit. Um, Check out this comic. It's available on Amazon and Kindle, paperback formats, iBook, everywhere, and hopefully soon on Comixology. Um, it's about a guy who's cheated out of the World Heavyweight Championship by a unscrupulous wrestling promoter. And uh, rock and roll Rory Landau defames the Wrestling Federation most prestigious prize by declaring himself Galactic Champion of the Universe. Years later, a planet of alien wrestlers intercept the TV signal of Rory's interview and interpret it as an act of war. Real so your funny. average um your average year 2000 episode of monday nitro yeah exactly i'm pretty sure vince russo had a hand in this <laughs> but um no it, honestly i've had a look at it as well and i'm actually quite lazy at things like this and don't usually look at things i'm sent but i i did look at this and it is legitimately good so go check it out if you like that sort of thing yeah check out on amazon it's called planet wrestletopia issue one a date with destiny that's that out of the way let's get on to some top five business ladies and gentlemen because we have something very very special in plan for you today you might have heard that we've been on a podcast based out of the canadian area it's called their podcast and we have such a fun time talking to the host and he's joining us tonight for a very special edition of the top top five podcast can't talk tonight please welcome steve fingerstars from their podcast Thank Yay! you. Nice it, it sounds sarcastic when one person goes, "Yay!" Doesn't it? Sorry, Steve, but there's no one else here. 
hey, one person is all that matters. There you if go. I touch one person in my lifetime, I've touched enough. <laughs> <laughs> I dream of touching one person. Um, so, Steve, first off, thank you so much for um, being on the show. And thank you so much for all the promotion and help that you've given us as well with the amount of times we've been on your show and stuff. You've been absolutely amazing. Well, it's easy when you guys do such a great job because it's not like I go promote shitty podcasts. You know what I mean? So if you weren't as good as you guys were, then I wouldn't be promoting you. So ah, God bless you. He ah, can come back. Max Carter, he yeah. can come back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> good, good times. Brilliant. So t- um, what's your um, podcast about, Steve, for people who might not have listened to it? Well, it's a weekly comedic podcast, which comes out, I try and drop it every Saturday morning, North American Eastern time. So I guess for you guys would be sometime in the afternoon on Saturdays. Normally, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm rubbish with time things, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm subscribed to you and it usually pops up in the afternoon at some point. Nice. So it's just me by myself, but I usually have guest co-hosts on. It's a rotating door of my friends and... They all have a uniqueness to them. As you know, you've already met one of them, Richie, so you could only imagine how the other ones are. <laughs> you also have the most useless producer of all time. Yes, but this week I actually got to pat him on the back because he actually uh, got me a nice interview for my podcast. So I guess towards the end of the show when we plug our stuff, I'll, I'll mention it again. But he actually did something this week, and he's, he's up his Twitter game, so to speak. So I don't know. Amazing. Fair play to him. Well, I, I say masterpiece Twitter game. I think is on point, is it? mainly because he retweets our stuff. So that that's how I take it. Uh, well, like I said, he's sitting right here across from me and he's listening to everything. But again, I don't let him talk because he doesn't get paid, so he's not allowed to talk. I think that's for best. It ruins the illusion. Thank so you. quickly, Steve. Just before, I mean, you, we will you will plug all your shit at the end, obviously. But um, just in case people turn this off and disgust for whatever reason, um, what is your interview that's coming out this week? Who's it with? Oh, it's with uh, mixed martial artist Bubba Jenkins. He's a former NCAA Division One champion, and uh, he was currently signed to Bellator and ACB or ABC, or I can't remember, some Russian league. But if you listen to the podcast, you'll listen to it all, and it, it's good. I don't only talk about MMA, so if you're not into MMA, it's good too, because I try and branch out into other subjects as well. So it's a little awesome. bit for one. Yes. That's a perfect, that's a, like the week that you're on this, that's actually a really good, guess for you to have in it because there's quite a nice crossover there kind of yeah exactly and actually I'll, I'll i'll drop one tidbit of of the show because it's interconnected with wrestling uh we were talking and then i dropped a question because he was an amateur wrestler so i asked him if he watches pro wrestling being a pro wrestling <laughs> fan of course i gotta ask that right yeah. so i asked him and he's like oh no not really i used to be as a kid but he's like one of his boys like one of his closest uh, buddies i guess he was in his bridal party at his wedding and everything um, he mentioned, oh, he he just came back from the Middle East, and he's a, he's he he's an amateur wrestler, but I don't know his stage name. And then I guess he looked it up, and it's friggin' uh, Tucker Knight from Heavy Machinery. Oh, really? Oh, amazing! So it has I have a little wrestling tie with that episode. So there you go. So if you're a wrestling fan, come listen to see how he knows Tucker Knight, and we'll go from there. Awesome! Love it, nice love one. It, love it. Right. So this week we are doing a special format in a way because we're doing a top five but me and jesse are going to be working together we're going to put our minds together to come up with a nice it's a handicap match it's Uh a handicap match on this one i'm afraid steve uh we are doing the great white north versus england we don't really have a good nickname do we in england uh no what are we Lines or something is that right old blighty 
Yeah. It's, you guys really have a moniker for like your whole country as a whole, right? Yeah. That 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 place. That there isn't really where. I mean, uh, Americans call you Canucks, don't they? Is that offensive? I don't know. No, it's not. No. No. It's like calling us Canadian. Okay, cool. That's fine then. Yeah, so same as, I guess we're Brits, aren't we? But that's such a name. That's the laziest like nickname in the world. Lazy. So yeah, we've got Rubbish. Great White North versus Old Blighty. We've got Timmy Hose versus Greggs. It's the battle to find out top five Canadian wrestlers versus top five British wrestlers. And, and this is the with. first time that you and me, Max, have teamed together on a top five since our first appearance on um, Steve's Da Podcast, isn't it? We had to combine a top five then. And we, we squabbled did. like little bitches, and we did with this one as well, so that's enjoyable. Seriously, all week we've just been going back and forth, uh, like, trying to figure out top fives. We we just can't agree. I don't understand why we're friends. I don't understand why we do a podcast together. Well, when I hear your stupid opinions, it makes me feel better about mine. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to... I've picked two, Jesse's picked two, and we've decided on one. And I think the one that we've decided on should be our number one. Yes, okay, cool. Okay, pre-production, as always. In on air. On so, air pre-production. Should we drop the drop drop? Let's drop the drop drop. This is the drop, Steve. Um, now, what's going to happen here? Um, you're a professional gentleman, so you'll get it. Um, the drop will play, but it will just be silence now, and then Max does magic in post, and then the drop appears. So what you have to do is, even though it's just an awkward silence, you have to pretend that you've heard the drop and say how amazing it was. Are you, you okay go. with that? I hear drops in my head every day, so this will be easy. I love it. There we I go. Brilliant. Okay. You're a big hip-hop fan as well, aren't you? So um, <laughs> there's always drops going on in your head. <laughs> right. In three, two, oh, one. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Are you ready? Oh, hell yeah. You fans can stick it, brother. Who's your daddy, Montreal? And there's the drop. There's the drop. How good was that, Steve? Wow, fantastic. I, I couldn't believe how good it was. Next oh, level you're a bit stuff. emotional right now. I'm always emotional. Yeah, <laughs> crying a bit. Um, that, that's good. That's a good start. So, um, top five. We are going to um, power through this now. And guests should go first, Max, I think. I think that's fair. And we don't have to worry about crossovers this week. So there'll be no unique sound. Um, so yep. yeah, we don't have to worry about crossovers. Easy. This is easy. Oh, we gotta... <laughs> just do this every week. We'll be done in half an hour. I love this. Amazing. Okay. So, um, Steve, you've listened to podcasts, you know what to do. So if you don't right. mind, kick us off with your number five top Canadian wrestler. All right. Well, my number five, because I always cheat during top five. So I managed to squeak in a tag team as my Ooh. number five. Actually, you guys. Arrogant. Let's kick him off. He's breaking the rules. <laughs> um. You make them, I break them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so my number five is the tag team, Edge and Christian, or Christian and Edge, however you want to say it. Solid Great choice. choice. Yeah, Max will be very happy with that, being the biggest Edge mark of all time. Well, with my method of thinking behind this was I really didn't want to put Edge by himself because I wasn't really a big, as you guys know, Edge fan when he went during his single run. Yeah. Only when he started as a rated R, but then that was very short-lived anyway, so I didn't get to see much of that. But 
I really didn't like him as a singles wrestler. I liked him more as the tag team, and especially who could forget the three ways with the Hardys and the Dudleys, those ladder matches, of the course. TLC. Right, that's that's etched in history forever. So for that reason alone, they are my number five together. And as good as Christian is, he's still the Marty Jannetty of that group. So, yeah, he is. But but Marty Jannetty was good as well. Do you know what I mean? Like it's um, when I hear the phrase Marty Jannetty, I don't think that means there was a shit person in the tag team. No, that means no, that the other dude was just as talented. It's just he didn't quite get over as much, you know. Or how about um, this? He, he's the Matt Hardy of, of, of the tag team as well. Yeah, yeah that's fine. Yeah, that's yeah, right. that's good. Um, good I really liked one. it. I, sorry, go on, Steve. Uh, I was just saying, there's always has to be one wrestler better than the other. Like, un- unless you're the young bucks, I can't really tell who's the better one, really, because they both have their strengths. But other than that, there's always every tag team you could tell who's the better wrestler. Yeah, definitely, always. Like even the Dudleys, who never really broke up. Like to me, Bubba right. Ray was he was oh. the Dudley, wasn't he? Of course, hands down. Yeah. Um, I really liked it at the end of the Dudley Boys speech when they got Edge and Christian and the Hardys up on stage like as a nice sort of coming together moment. That was really cool. Yeah, exactly. Right. So that was cool, too. But yeah, for that alone, like I said, they are my number five. My only tag team. Don't worry, I'm not going to break any more rules. <laughs> I just had to put up my number five because, like I said, I couldn't put Edge by himself, but the tag team does warrant to be up there. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Amazing choice. Yeah, they, um, they're awesome. We were a bit. We went through a phase at school, didn't we, Max? I mean, obviously, you've always been mad about Edge, but I went through a bit of a Christian phase, and we sort of yeah, when he tag um, team together for a bit. Because he was fantastic when he went heel, and he started getting the Tyson Tomko, and they just gave him a mic and let him do what he want. You know, Christian, they both had such charisma when they were on the microphone that it was a shame that Christian never got to that next level. But you say that, I, I know TNA doesn't mean shit, but he was massive yeah. in TNA. You know, he held that TNA title, or it was called the. It was when they had the NWA title, right? When he held it, I I think so. Yeah, but I think I think it's safe to say that no one cares about that, Max. (laughs) Well, he was the biggest signing to jump, I guess, when they started that whole cross the line uh, propaganda, not propaganda, but uh, commercializing it and saying that, oh yeah, cross the line, come over to TNA, because then after that it was Angle, then the Dudleys, and then that's when it started the old WWE guys going over to TNA, right? So Christian. I forget some of the some of the people that appeared in TNA around that time. I completely forget they were ever in TNA. Like Goldust was there, Booker T was there, Billy Gunn was there. So many weird people. Yeah, you got it. I didn't know Goldust was in TNA. Yeah, he went all black. Yeah, he was called Rain, and he was eating rats or something. I don't know what the hell that kind of gimmick that was. It was very. It was like a warped, even more warped than the the um, what's it called. Now my mind's going blank. The uh, seven from WCW. Yes, thank you. Are you thinking of? Yeah. I, sorry, I can't think that far back again. Just for your <laughs> listeners, you know, I have a lot of concussions throughout my life, so my, my memory blanks every so often. Exactly, that happens with Steve, and as um, our listeners know, I retain knowledge in an almost autistic fashion when it comes to things. Oh, like so this. perfect! So this will be great. <laughs> like a perfect. I'll just, I'll just tell you. I'll just tell you things that never happened, and you'll believe me. You know what? I probably would too. <laughs> <laughs> but right. yeah, that, that was number five. Like us. Oh, and one last thing, not to harp even longer, but even when they were the trio with Angle, those backstage. Oh yes, that they did. Oh my god, classic! I, yeah, I love comedy wrestling. I don't care what anyone says. So to me, I, I loved it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that was really team hack. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, cool. Good choice. He's kicked us off well, Max. He has. Uh, do we want to rock paper scissors for who goes first? 
Um, yeah, okay. Um, so what are we going to do? Three, two, one. Uh. <laughs> we're not in the same yeah. room. It's not going to work. We're just going to yell. No, we just, we just have to shout it. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, so, okay. Let's do it. Three, two, one. Paper. Rock. Ah. Um, <laughs> no, that? no, that means you won. Damn it. You won. You go first. You're such an idiot. <laughs> wow. You had the delay and you still fucked up. I know. Well, no, I knew. I was playing the game. I knew oh. what was in my head and I couldn't change it. I heard per. And I couldn't go Rizzers, could I? Oh, I love so, it. Um, right, go for your number five. <laughs> Mad Stop been going on about it. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, who do I pick out of my two? How do I pick? Who do I pick? Um, <laughs> I'm going I'm to go with probably one of the most successful British wrestlers to ever come out of England, the British Bulldog, Davy Boy Smith. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Good choice. I think, you what? know, in the 80s, when anyone mentioned British wrestling, you, David Boy Smith, you know, there was there was no one else that was even in consideration at that point. Um, and you, when you talk about iconic moments, you had SummerSlam over here in Wembley Stadium. And for him to headline that in front of, I don't even know how many people, a stupid amount, let's say. Right. I think it was like sixty thousand or something like that. Like, like that's the real number. WWE inflated it like they do everything. But, yeah, um, they inflated it more than Davy Boy's torso. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also, um, did you know this? Uh, I mean, you probably do know this, Max, because you've read um, Bret Hart's book, haven't you? I have. That um, that main event between Bret and um, Davy, Davy Boy Smith was off of his head on crack cocaine. Oh yes, yes, he was. He was, was he walking around? He'd been smoking crack with Jim Neidhart all day. Because <laughs> they were going around right. London looking for, yeah. Crack, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, Which is not hard was, to find yeah, he was in London. absolutely off his tits. And they'd done this, really, it's really not. Um, and he, he did this, um, they'd done this perfectly rehearsed match, like they knew exactly what they were going to do. And then they just get in the ring, and the first thing Davy Boy whispers to Bret Hart is, Bret! I'm fucked. <laughs> so he just, they just had to like, <laughs> Brett completely like spot called it for the rest of the match. And it's an incredible match. Yeah, it's, yeah. um, that's the height of our British talent right there. Smoking crack. <laughs> yeah, a crackhead. Was it maybe supposed to go over in that match too? And then something happened? Or, or, or am I incorrect on that? I think he was supposed to win the belt that night, wasn't he? Or did he? It, he did, but it, but oh, it was he headlined did. with the, but it was headlined with the Intercontinental belt, I believe. Yes, that's what. Um, yeah. So that was the main event, yeah. And Brett dropped the Intercontinental belt to Davy Boy Smith. Yes. Oh, you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking he didn't want to drop it because he was doing so much crack and he didn't know what he was doing. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Right. Okay. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, he might have got confused between um, the belt and some foil because they're both shiny, <laughs> Just... and tried to smoke the crack off the belt, maybe. But oh, he blatantly um, did. Yeah, he definitely did that, didn't he? But foil, um, foil works a lot better. I've been told. <laughs> You've been told. Uh, <laughs> but it's yeah, I really shouldn't have picked Davy Boy, should I? We just talked about him smoking crack for the past five minutes. So, oh dear. yeah, God, I mean, God rest his soul. But um, if you smoke crack, you've got to die. <laughs> um, but he um, also, and also those corn rolls, like the fair play, like the confidence to have corn rolls like that. I've always wanted them. Um, have you? Have you secretly with Steve? Have you ever had corn rolls? No, I I shaved my head, so it's kind of pretty hard to do that. Uh, unless oh, I shave my beard, because my beard's pretty long, so I could probably corn roll my beard. Oh, nice. See, that's weird, right? We've spoken a few times. I have no idea what you look like, Steve. You should follow my Instagram. 
and then you okay. Well, now you missed it because I had a wedding, which I'm going to talk about on my upcoming episode as well. Tune in. It's called The Podcast, available on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and SoundCloud. But <laughs> Nicely done. That was a Got Till 5 style plug. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> you got to plug them when you can. You never know when it will come around again. But uh, Absolutely. No, I posted some Instagram stories, but now they're gone. So now you won't see what I look like. Only my wife posts pictures of me. I really don't post a lot of myself. Nah, I'll, find, I'll hunt you down. I'm very good at this stalking lark, Steve. Don't you worry. Oh no! I, I better not get any pics or anything after, huh? Ah, <laughs> oh, well, maybe next time. Next time. Anyway, British bulldog. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, British, British bulldog. The British bulldog. Well, we have a. Us Canadians have a tie with them, obviously, as you know, because he's part of the illustrious. He married into the Hart family, right? And so, he died in BC. There you go. And his son, that's currently wrestling as uh, Davy Boy Smith Jr. He's Canadian, so there you go. They're just like. Yeah, did you hear about him recently? He threw boiling hot coffee at Jake the Snake Roberts. Really? You know what? I think just as crazy as his dad. So I've heard the story. Oh so yeah. I don't know if he's in well too, but I digress. Yeah, hasn't he got like yes. a, a warrant out for him for that as well? I think they were. I think I think Jake's now agreed not to press charges. But this is the. A typical that's it's just the most carny typical wrestling story in the world isn't it? it's true it's true it's um I, I had to put bulldog on the list because you know he's not he wasn't the most technically proficient he wasn't really the money drawing talent but to say he wasn't a huge star and can you imagine headlining wembley stadium yeah it's amazing just that is mind-blowing so that yeah there's no reason why he shouldn't be in the top five crack aside he's my number five <laughs> Very good. Uh, Steve, number four. Number four. He is a current wrestler, and Mm -hmm. he should be on everyone's list, obviously. Well, actually, all my guys should be on everyone's list. Maybe not Edge and Christian, but the rest, undebatable. Okay. He's currently wrestling for New Japan, and he is Kenny Omega. Ah. Yep. One of the best wrestlers. People might say it should be higher on my list, but only because he's current. But then again. My number one might be a current wrestler if I just gave that away, but we'll see. But, anyway, we go. but anyways, yes, Kenny Omega, obviously, um, he's doing it without the machine of the WWE behind him, right? So mm-hmm. just that alone warrants to be on any top five. And then once he eventually does decide to do the jump, it's going to be over. I think he's going to integrate so well. It's I don't know. I, I just can't wait for him to get over there. I... I t- I don't know if he will. And I've said this about so many people who have jumped over. Like, the idea of a, a few years ago, the idea of AJ Styles being in WWE is, like, yeah. absolutely mental, right? And now we just accept it. He is, like, yeah. you know, the face. But um, there's something about the way Kenny Omega conducts himself and his age and stuff. He just doesn't seem bothered. He seems really into making New Japan as big as he could possibly get it. Yeah, that's true, too. But, again... Even the the great Ricochet himself went on record and said he'd never go to WWE. And look, now he's in NXT. He's not even in WWE. He had to go through NXT and he's still there, right? Yeah, that's very true. Or he might pull a sting and might do one WrestleMania, like a one-off, and that's it. Who knows? But I don't know. I just want to see him at the biggest stage just so he could get, not for my enjoyment, because I've seen what he could do just even with Okada alone. I could watch those matches over and over. But just for his own sake to have people know who he is because again not too many people watch new japan unless you're into wrestling you know what i mean so yeah definitely i mean um we is the only place you can work for if you want the kid market as well do you know what i mean uh, there's a lot of money in that 
Right. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. But never say never because, like we've always said, everything could happen and will happen when it involves the WWE. So yeah, they got we'll see. they got AJ, and I think that I think if Kenny signed, it would be the same level of what AJ had. It will be the same. You know, I hope so. Yeah, I, I reckon it would. The the pop that he would get, especially if he did a rumble appearance as well, um, right. would really blow the place away. And yeah, why not? I mean, I don't want to see him there for a good couple of years because the roster's bloated enough as it is. Mm. But it could be interesting. Well, like I said, maybe do a one. You know what? Do the Jericho angle come in, smash him at an event, no one expects him, and then he comes. Uh, does a WrestleMania with Jericho, and there you go, and then he's gone again. That that would be yeah, great. great. Uh, yeah. Do you remember when Liger did an NXT Takeover match with um uh, with Tyler Breeze? Sorry, I, I didn't get the first part. Do you remember when Jushin Liger just turned yes. up in NXT, did a match at Takeover, and then for the... that was really weird. That was so weird that I forget about it. Do you know what I mean? It was just surreal and odd. Exactly. There was no, I guess they hyped it up, but there was like no really interviews leading up to it. No anger. It was just a cold match and they had a decent match for what it was. And yeah, they they did. Same, right? So who knows? But the main thing with Kenny Omega with me is more the way he wrestles. Like you're going to accept, you know what? The next few wrestlers are technical on my list, but for the most part, majority of Canadian wrestlers are technical. They all come from that background of, the suplexes, the backbreakers, the submission holds, for the exception of maybe Edge and Christian. They pretty much broke the mold on that. But every other rest, obviously, you got the Hart family and all those guys too, Lance Storm, right? But every Canadian wrestler is technical. But he also has charisma. And yeah. you don't really find that a lot in Canadian wrestlers, so to speak. So that's why he's on my list as well. Nice. Yeah, that's a good point. Um yeah, very good point. He's um, he breaks the mold in a lot of ways. Um, that that way, I haven't really thought about that before. Um, but yeah, you're I think he's got right. that kind of um, Jericho level charisma as well. Maybe maybe it's just someone in the water in Winnipeg. Like who knows? Could be. Could be. I don't know. I've never so been there. going on in Winnipeg. What's your favorite um, Omega match, Steve? Oh, you know what? I'll go with a recent one. I'll have to say the Jericho match. Because it had a little yeah, bit of, it was good. It had a little bit of very had technical. It had hardcore. It had storytelling. It had every like everything. Like that's probably one of the matches where I could say it's as close to perfection as you could get. Going in on the angle that it was and having just a one off. Like how, how could yeah. it be better? That no, was perfect. It was um, uh, yeah. It was my favorite match at Wrestle Kingdom this year. I think. Yeah, for sure, hands down. Definitely. No question. Like nice. Does that mean it's my turn now, Max? Because I lost our game. You lost rock, paper, scissors. Yes, Jesse, please. Number four. Okay, well, this is serendipitous because um, from your British Bulldog, I'm going to his cousin. I'm going to um, the Dynamite Kid, Tom Bennington. Nice. Mm. Nice. Like who, it. who, by all accounts, is a cunt. <laughs> right? Like, he's like <laughs> one of the most horrible people in the world. Yeah, I've heard um, the But... Um, that doesn't uh, hang on let's just run through some cunty stuff that he did so So we do this every um, week yeah we do but let me lead on to so um he replaced he he loved a rib did um dynamite kid but his ribs were intense so he um stole davy boy smith's steroid needle and took um took the steroids out and replaced it with milk 
So Davy Boy Smith injected himself with milk, which apparently sucks if that goes into your bloodstream. Um, what else did he do? Um, he um, took his niece, his young niece, and broke her legs with a baseball bat for insurance reasons. Um, he took his ex-wife and um, put a gun to her throat, which it turns out it was unloaded, so that's fine, right? Um, put a gun to her throat and basically said that he'd kill her, like, Benoit-style. Yeah, he influenced Benoit in more ways than you can possibly imagine. Wow. And um, this was one of them. And um, oh. So, he's not a good guy. But, Hang on, um, I'm, really, I'm now... really sorry, really sorry. But we're talking what? about the best British wrestlers. We're, we're trying to show up <laughs> Canada right now. And we've mentioned a crack addict and a guy who beats up little children and threatens people with guns. Yeah, and makes people inject milk. Please don't forget that. It's very important. Um, yeah, we're not, maybe we're not doing them in the best light. But like, um, Karma has smiled down on the Dynamite Kid because now he has one leg. He lives in a um, shitty little council estate flat in Manchester. Um, and he will die soon. So after, and he's been like, he's got no friend. He's got his wife who, um, by all accounts, um, more people are listening to this now, aren't they, Max? So I, I get a bit... Uh, yeah so uh, people know people now but um Ugh. i will just quickly say i don't know her at all but she she looks horrific <laughs> and he <laughs> wow but all this aside Ugh, um, all this aside um and his um, daughter does topless modeling um but all this aside <laughs> um <laughs> she runs his pro wrestling tees page too <sighs> Um, but he was a fantastic wrestler and um, his stuff was so ahead of its time. I was saying this on the show last week, Steve, um, that he, the WE main event style now, particularly on SmackDown and stuff, like the sort of flips, um, flips with muscles, is Dynamite Kid. He was the first person to do that. He was so yeah, ahead of his time. Oh, of course. Yeah, it's so true. You, and it's, it's incredible. I mean, in the 70s, like, no no one, when you think that, what, like, WrestleMania 3, that iconic Andre the Giant and Hulk Hogan match, which um, is basic, is just two massive men, like, cuddling for a bit. Yeah. Um, that was in the early 80s. No, the late 80s. When was it? 87? I think it was 87. So it was late 80s. And Dynamite Kid had been doing the most athletic, incredible stuff in Japan in the late 70s, like, almost a decade before. No, it's that just is crazy. That's true. I know. To, to, to think about that. You see, but people don't realize that because everyone associates him with just being in the tag team with Davey Boy Smith, right? Yes. So that's, especially here in North America. Because back then, we got no British wrestling. And if, even if you were looking for it, you still couldn't find it. So we only yes. saw what the WWF at the time gave us. And that was the British Bulldogs. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, we didn't, we got, um, when did we start getting WWF, Max? It would have been early 90s, yeah, I guess, it was. that it started appearing on telly. So, oh, no. so yeah, so um, that's, I think that's why, um, you know how Bret Hart is like a massive star in, in Europe? Like, yes. Almost inexplicably, like, everyone loves Bret Hart in Germany and here. And yeah. it's because, it's because he was the top guy the, when WE became like when when we became aware of wwf and it was on our telly so so it was hogan syndrome with us for brett do you see what i mean because yeah. he was he was like the champion at the time yep that, that's what it was for me it was hogan hogan and the and ultimate warriors well pulled me in 
exactly that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they were in the same positions that Brett was in when it first appeared on our telly. Um, yeah. But Dynamite completely overlooked. And I think he would be remembered as one of the greatest of all time if he wasn't such a horrible person. But it's because he's done such horrible stuff that has completely eclipsed his wrestling career, which is a real shame. Um, and there, there's a Canadian I can think of that um, the same situation kind of applies to. <laughs> um, uh, he's not on my list. I'm sorry, Benoit's not on my list. And not because of what he did, but because he was literally just a rock that didn't speak. Like he had, like I was just, he's the complete opposite of Kenny Omega where he has zero charisma. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, but he, um, yeah, but he got things done. He spoke with his, he spoke with his grapples. I guess so, but in the and WWE, trips. I don't need that. I'll, I'll watch UFC for that, right? But yeah, that's fine, yeah. I'm um, a fan, so that's why I think like that. Yeah, but, and, and maybe Dynamite Kid's like the same deal for you then, because Dynamite Kid certainly wasn't a promo yeah. guy, you know, he wasn't much of a talker. Yeah, I don't care. God, I could... Sorry, when, go on. When I saw the British Bulldogs, it would be Davy Boy Smith and the other guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and, and that shows, because Davy Boy Smith is the one that became a much bigger star, certainly on <laughs> WWF television. Right. But yeah, but I just think Dynamite Kid is just criminally underrated. And just if you watch his matches, I know everyone goes on about them. His matches with Tiger Mask in particular yes. are just stunning. I've got a signed picture of Dynamite Kid in my living room, Steve. And um, it's a picture of him. Um, he's got Tiger Mask in an abdominal stretch and he's signed Dynamite Kid right over Tiger Mask's face. Well, okay. <laughs> Which probably sums him up, I think. <laughs> I know, right? Whatever. Okay. <laughs> but there we go. Dy- Dynamite Kid. He deserves his, you know, I, I'm being horrible about him, but I'm, we're giving him a legacy on this podcast. Well, this is true. Um, we actually got a message in the week from um, another podcast called... Dynamite no. Kid. Oh. <laughs> Shaking. Uh, no, they're called Is It Over Yet? And he said that he really enjoyed the mid-card episode and he agrees with you about Dynamite Kid. You know, I think you said last week he's yeah, so, synonymous with mid-card wrestling. Yes, Absolutely. Right. right, Steve, lay it on us. Number three. Number three, which is everyone's number one in Canada, but I decided to put on number three, and that is Brett to Hitman Hart. Ah, now, the first time we were on your show, you told us you didn't care for Brett Hart. See, he's on this list because he is our version of Hulk Hogan. Just like, yes. I don't like Hulk Hogan, but he drew me in. Once I got to know who Hulk Hogan was... I don't need a guy with muscles. I want actual talent, right? Once I guess yeah. you say I got smart to the, to the product, but Bret Hart is our Hulk Hogan. Like you cannot say anything about Canadian wrestling without mentioning Bret Hart. And that's the reason why he's my number three. And like I said, the, the best technical wrestler pretty much of what maybe of all time. So again, going back to that Canadian tradition of being a technical wrestler. And I, another reason, actually, he's on my list. I'm, I'm kind of lying. When he did that whole run with the Hart Foundation, when he had Owen Hart, British Bulldog, and Neidhart, and even Pillman, that was fantastic. I love that. Cause That's I'm one of my old... favorite eras of wrestling, that 1997, yeah. um, the sort of lead up to the Montreal Screwjob. All of 97 is it's, amazing. It is. That's just great. And that's when you got to see Bret Hart's charisma. Because before that, I didn't see it either. I, I don't know. I don't know how he branched out, maybe because of the Hart name. And because it carried a lot with Vince McMahon because he had a relationship with Stu. But I don't know how how he got there. I don't understand why he got there. I do. Like, does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I know exactly what you mean. And he, um, I, I just think his, his talent spoke for itself. And 
I know he wasn't he wasn't happy with it when you watch Wrestling with Shadows and stuff, but him being heel in '97 and being anti-American and stuff, yeah. was brilliant. He was just so good at that. It was amazing. I loved it. I know it was so great, especially again and to see the upside down world where he would go like to Europe or he'd come to Canada and he's cheered and then everywhere yeah. else. Ooh, that was for great television. Loved it. It's brilliant. I've gone on about this before, um, and Max, you still haven't watched it. You stupid little man, banging on about um, it. Watch it, um, Canadian Stampede, the In Your House Canadian Stampede. Do you remember that, Steve? Oh, of course I do. That was a great one. Right, it's it's one of my favourite pay per views of all time. And uh, mate, like, there's only four matches, I think, and every single one of them's good. But yeah, that ten man tag at the end, the sort of That's Team it. USA yeah. against the Heart Foundation, yep. is just amazing. It's it such is. a good match. It was, and especially and for the back- way the entrance as well. When the Heart Foundation all come out one by one. And yeah. they're in Canada, obviously, and just the pops that they get. Like, it's some of the loudest pops I've ever heard in wrestling, for, particularly for Brett, but for each member when, as, when they came out. Yeah. No, it was. It was ridiculous. Like, I, I love to see those type of shows where the hometown guy gets the pop or, like, for example, everyone describes this, when Ziggler cashed in for the first or second time and then the whole crowd oh, yeah. went crazy in Cleveland because that the Del Rio one, yeah. Yes, that I didn't hear a pop like that since the Stone Cold days. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's cool to hear those every once in a while. Yeah, definitely. Awesome, amazing choice. We love Brett. Um, I didn't like Brett for a long time, um, mainly despite Max because Max loves him so much. <laughs> but, um, Jesse um, wouldn't even watch him. Just uh, like but, nice uh, shit. Uh, yeah, I see. He dresses in pink. He's a big gay girl. Um, but then I actually did, um, actually did watch him and turns out he is absolutely amazing and everyone's actually got a point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who would have thought it, Jesse, all of those thousands of people? I know. Who would have thought the general public were right? I mean, I just wasn't Aww. expecting that one. <laughs> um, Max, you have your choice I do. Now. I'm going to bring a bit of class back to British wrestling because we, we, oh, we've God. shit all over it in all honesty. I'll find something. I'll find something horrible about okay. your choice. Number is. three, uh, Steve. I don't know how familiar you are with the world of sport era over here, um, but one man who kind of defined it was the one and only Johnny Saint. Yes, I've heard of Johnny Saint. Of course, there I we have. Go. Johnny Saint is an absolute icon, especially from that era of wrestling. He how he used to beat his mother. Oh, for fuck's sake! Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, he didn't. I just made that up. <laughs> I've got nothing. I've got nothing bad to say about his name's Saint. Saint. He's Johnny Saint, man. Absolute legend. Yeah, he exactly. was the man of a thousand holds way before Dean Malenko even stole that moniker from him. He, you, you leave Dean Malenko. Shit about Dean Malenko. He's. Mm. Um, I think Saint's influenced so many people, especially even coming up into this modern era. Uh, if anyone's an, Jack Gallagher. Jack Gallagher is a modern day. You look at Jack Gallagher, you look at um, Zack Sabre Jr., Johnny Gargano, they're all just mini Johnny Saints. And it's incredible. If no one's ever watched a Johnny Saint match, I'd recommend going on YouTube and watching. There's a match, Johnny Saint versus Fit Finley. It's 20 minutes and it's like the best 20 minutes ever because World of Sport used to do it in rounds, like it was actual boxing and stuff. It was a weird format. Um, And they just had a great great set of matches the thing with johnny saint is how good he was at countering like everyone is like oh wow zack sabre jr he could do all of this cool stuff no johnny saint was there first there's uh 
Well, that's another good point. That's another good point. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. is very Johnny Saint. Yeah, completely. Um, there's a great move that uh, Johnny Saint always used to do where he'd be in like a rear naked chin lock and he'd tuck his hand under his leg to kind of distract the wrestler. The other wrestler would grab it and he would just escape round into a wrist lock. I've never like seen anything like that and no one really adopts it since. Uh, you know, You know who did do it? The first time I ever saw it when it wasn't Johnny Saint. C- can you guess who it was? Daniel Bryan, because I know he did the Lady of the Lake. No, good choice. Good, good choice. He he may well have done it, but the first time I saw it um, on WWE television was Eugene. Really? Yeah, Eugene did it in his debut match against the coach at I believe it was Bad Blood. No, not yeah, yeah, Bad Blood two thousand and four. Wow. Yeah. I mean, Eugene was an actual good wrestler when he didn't have that gimmick. Nick Dinsmore yeah, was brilliant. it. Nick Gainsborough, yeah. yeah, he was great. Yeah, yeah, fantastic wrestler. Um, Were you a fan yeah. of Eugene, Steve? I am. Uh, uh, just because of how he pulled it off. Like, I honestly started doubting myself and thinking, this guy does have a, a mental disability. Just because <laughs> he was just so good at it. Like, you know what I mean? Just like how Santino Morella was able to keep that whole Italian accent going his whole career. Like, it just it boggles me to see these guys always in character. It, that's fucking dedication right there. True. Yeah, totally. I think yeah, he Eugene still wrestles was... the gimmick. Yeah, he does, which is ridiculous, because I had this booking idea of how to get Eugene out of that, right? So what you should have done is there we go. got battered to the point where he'd be, like, off telling. And then Nick Dinsmore would come back playing, like, the brother of Eugene, who would come back to avenge his um, beaten-up disabled brother. And then Nick Dinsmore would have a career, he'd be out of that gimmick, and he could just be a normal wrestler. But he didn't seem to want to. He quite enjoyed being a bit downsy. <laughs> bit downsy. <laughs> yeah, that's very WWE book, and I like it. I like it. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it's the um, sort of thing they would have done. <laughs> but back to Johnny Saint, Jesse. Yeah, yeah sorry, Johnny Saint. <laughs> Johnny Saint to Eugene, that's pretty impressive, even for us. I know, that's I, A to B, I don't really know how we got there. Um, that was A to X, mate. That was it. Yeah, all over the place. Uh, so Johnny Saint, I know like a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to watch wrestling from the 70s, but Johnny Saint wrestles a style that's so modern that you'll think you're watching a match from like last week. His, his technical ability is like nothing else. And also he came back because he retired for a long time because the guy's like 70 odd now, but he ended up working for like promotions like Shikara and stuff just last year, um, oh, wow. w- working in the King of Trios tournament. And, I was excited to see him come back, obviously. And then I, I watched a match, kind of like when we just mentioned Brett. When Brett came back at WrestleMania, I refused to watch it because I knew it wasn't going to be Brett that was wrestling. Yeah. It was an old man that was wrestling in his place. Johnny Saint, though, doing the exact same shit he was doing in 1976. Yeah, he was amazing. Like, yeah. Even if you don't want to watch old wrestling, watch him in the uh, Shikara King of Trios tournament because it's the exact same guy, just... A little older and it's just just mind-boggling so yeah absolutely fantastic wrestler and i'd say one of our very best that we have to offer i agree um he did a bit of training at nxt the other year as well and did you hear about that yeah he's now actually there as a coach i think he's on a six-month deal as a coach he did a special spot and as of december last year he's doing like a six-month training spot so imagine being trained by the likes of william regal johnny saint it's just Amazing. Robbie Brookside. Robbie yeah, Brookside, of course. British have taken over the um taken over the future. Good. Yeah, absolutely. Um 
Steve, number two. We're flying through these. Number two. My number two. Well, you know what? He's touched every era, I guess. He was in the Attitude Era. He was in WCW. He was in WWE. He did a little stint in New Japan. He has a rock band. He's also from Manitoba, which we mentioned earlier. He is the, the what was he used to call himself? The Rock and Roller of Ayatollah. Or the Ayatollah the Ay- Ay- yeah, the Ayatollah of Rock and Roller. Ah, oh, Steve, it was going so well. It was such a good intro. <laughs> I know it was. Again, I get hit in the head, man. <laughs> I got to wear a helmet in public. Anyways, Chris Jericho. Excellent choice. I was thinking, um, when you put Bret Hart as three, I was like, who, who could really be higher but jericho has a very good argument to be um to even be number one in canadian wrestlers when you look at as you said he's spanned all generations he's spanned all companies and he's been awesome in all of them and he's been different in all of them that's the thing and he always comes back something different from the y2j to the the whiny bitch in wcw to um what was that thing he did after when he was like cybernetic or whatever with that countdown and he just appeared out of nowhere and then he oh, got yeah. in where he came out and he was just laughing and smiling at the people and wouldn't say a word. Like, that was really... Yeah. I don't know what he was going for there, but anyways. But yeah, he could do it all. The only reason why he's not my number one, I would have put him number one, he's too damn fucking cocky. I can't stand it. Even in real life. You see it, it comes off on his podcast to the point where, I'm sorry, Jericho, you're, you're a fellow Canadian, but I can't listen anymore. But it's just, he's always patting himself on the back. I know he has right to, and he deserves to, because, you know what, in my mind, he probably is the number one Canadian wrestler of all time, just because, like I said, he spans every era. He's won pretty much every title there is. There's nothing else this man needs to do, but he always keeps coming back, and he keeps looking better. Well, that's great, Steve, but now we need to talk about Diamond Dallas Yoga. (laughs) (laughs) What about it? Uh, He does it. his, his podcast, have you heard him throw to his um, DDP yoga sponsor stuff? No. It's amazing. You have to go listen to it. So he's in on every podcast he does, he's interviewing right. someone. Okay. And then there's so clearly a cut where he's recording on right. his own to do the DDP yoga stuff. Yeah. But he makes it sound like he's still talking to them. So he'll oh. like, so like they'll cut it and he'll do this fake laugh as if he's reacting to something they've said and, uh, and then as if he's talking to them when he's so blatantly on his own it's really funny gotcha gotcha yeah i haven't i listened to like maybe the first six months when it first came out and then i just stopped after that so i haven't heard yeah yeah but... he does get he does he does get some great interviews but you're right his personality can get a bit grating yeah but definitely. again to be the best you have to be that cocky person right and i don't blame him because then if people step all over you and then he wouldn't be where he is today but He's my number two, like I said, the longevity, just everything. The man could do everything. He's a good heel. He's a good face. He's good in a tag team. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah, awesome. I, think, I think if I was Chris Jericho, I'd be a lot cockier than what I was. Like, the guy's done everything. He's a famous rock band. He's a successful wrestler. Didn't he even play hockey for a little bit as well? And he was good at that as well? Did he? I don't know. His dad was a, um, uh, his dad was a very successful NHL yeah. player, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. exactly. His dad for the New York Rangers. Yeah. yeah, and then he's written how many books that have been like bestsellers? You know, I'd be a cocky shit as well. Yeah, um, oh. my surreal moment with Jericho, which um, this is mad. So Fozzy played um, the local pub here, Steve. Like, so I'm, I'm in a town called Cheltenham, and we have a pub called Frog and Fiddle, okay, um, which has a little barn out the back, which um, which actually um, plays host to a lot of attack pro wrestling shows as well, which is an amazing English um, independent com- wrestling company. 
they right, do some amazing stuff. Um, Pete Dunn co-owns it, Attack Pro Wrestling. Oh, okay. But, um, uh, but yeah, Fozzie were booked. And it was like, this is like a barn that fits about 200 people, <laughs> like tops. And we were all there watching Fozzie, watching Jericho on stage. It was just the maddest thing. Like, you have to see how small this place is to understand how mental it was. Do you know what I mean? Right. It's, yeah, it, yeah, baffling. And also, it he's crazy. doing, um, he's got this cruise coming up, which is also <laughs> insane. Like, I've never wanted to go to something so badly in my life. The, the rock and whatever he's calling it, cruise, where he's having yeah. Ring of Honor, New Japan guys, and there's going to be podcasts and just all this wrestling shit. But what I feel bad for, because there's all these really this wrestling shit, all this wrestling, fucking ate it. We got all these wrestlers, <laughs> um, that are going to be on this cruise ship for like right. seven days with a bunch of wrestling what? fans. That sounds like how? Yeah. We're the I worst. don't like wrestling fans. Yeah. <laughs> Close proximity with us lot. No, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. yeah. I know. I don't know. Uh, oh, well, I guess it's a once in a lifetime top opportunity. So why not? That is true. That is true. Um, I wouldn't. Yeah. Jericho, I always find interesting because it's, I can't pick. He's done so many different eras of himself. I can't right. pick a favorite. Like, when he came back and he was doing the stuff with Punk and he started doing all the thesaurus talking, or his recent stint in New Japan, um, his stuff with Shawn Michaels, obviously yeah. fantastic as well. Um, it, he, Yeah, he is just so good at reinventing himself. It just blows my mind that he can do it. But he doesn't go too far. He's not showing up in a mask one week, calling himself Mr. Canada. It, it, it's Chris Jericho, just with a different attitude. Yeah. No, exactly. And who else could get a list over, a scarf over? Like, you know what I mean? This man could literally <laughs> get a broom over, so to speak, like the old saying they always say, right? So yeah, I, uh, he's, he, he just could do it all. And it's again, I guess for a Canadian, he's as cocky as you could be. But if he was American, I could only imagine. Well, actually, he is. A, you know what? I just fucking cheated. You know, well, that- no, he was he was born in New York, um, if that's what you're going to say. But um, right? it, can, Canadian parents count, I think. Does it? Okay, well, he was born in New York, but grew up in Winnipeg. So I think he's a, he's a very up, proud Winnipegger, isn't he? Wherever you grow up, I think, is where you are from, period. I don't care. So, you know what? We'll let that one slide just for this top yeah. five, I guess. Yeah, because otherwise yeah. we'll get some keyboard warrior being like, oh, did you know that Chris Jericho? Yeah. Oh, I know. Actually, that's Chris Jericho. Yeah. yeah. But no, but to hop on you, you, what you were saying about every reincarnation is different. But the one thing about him, I think the most recent one is always the better one. That's what's even more mind-boggling about this man. Every reincarnation he comes up with, the most recent one, always seems to be better than the last. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the list stuff, and especially, like, the Festival of Friendship is some of the favorite stuff WE has done in recent memory for me. Like, the timing, the acting, like, acting in wrestling is shit, but, like, when he said, why is my name on the list, I was honestly like, oh my god, it was so well done. It was, and especially the lead-up with it, right? Because they teased it so many weeks, and it's like, oh, this is just another tease, and then they finally pulled the trigger. Yeah. Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, and um, what is he, like, late 40s now or something? And still be, performing yeah. at, like, the highest level. That's uh, mental. If it, I, I would believe the man was ageless if it wasn't for his collapsing pigeon chest. <laughs> but he's always had, though. Go look always back, had that chest? Yeah, go look back at old WCW. Like, it's not as caved in, but you still see the indent. Like, I don't know, him and, and Kofi have, like, the worst chests of all time. 
Yeah, they are weird. They're like the sort of chests that Davy Boy Smith would um, sniff coke from. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, and with that, Jesse, give us your number two. Okay, well, um, I'm jumping um, straight to... He is a current wrestler, although he's not wrestling at the moment, and it's an absolute tragedy. Oh. It is. Um, formerly known as Pac, it is Neville. Oh. Okay. Now... Neville, I know this is mad putting him so high, but I genuinely believe that he is the whole package when it comes to wrestling. Um, For the longest time, I didn't think he had any charisma. Then he turned heel and did the King of the Cruiserweight stuff, and he was absolutely amazing. I thought his promo work was awesome. He looked legitimately scary and just played that character perfectly. Add that to the fact that he's built like a brick shithouse. He... um, I mean, Dynamite Kid was the influence and the one that started all this, but Neville just took the the sort of combining strength with flips to the next level, in my opinion. I just think he's incredible. And I can't ever remember seeing anything that just didn't look smooth as fuck. I've never seen the man botch. Except for when he broke right. his ankle. Yeah. Except for when he broke his ankle, that one time when he broke his ankle. But even though <laughs> but, he did make that work, you know, he even considered... That was a baseball slide. It like, was. It's and um, such a silly thing to do. It I watched that just a couple of days ago, and and he, you can see him starting to be like, oh, fuck, I've done something to my ankle. And he continues to mm. wrestle, and then he even looks at going to the top rope, and you're like, no, don't yeah. do that. <laughs> <laughs> but but he's I, amazing. I, I cannot fault him. No, you can't. He's, 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 you know what? He almost reminds me of a modern day Jimmy Superfly Snooker just ten times better. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's that's a really good comparison, actually. Yeah. I'd, my favorite thing about Neville is um seeing him outside of wrestling when he's just the nerdiest guy you've ever seen in your life. As you say he needs oh, to undo that top button on his polo. Top neck, button, polo polo shirt, glasses, nerdy hair slicked back, and yeah, and then he just comes out to the ring and as you say, he's ripped to shit. It's ridiculous how in shape he is. And I, I think we're at a point now where we can safely say he's probably waiting out his contract, isn't he? Yeah, he's. Um, I, I heard that he um, actually flew back to England with his wife a couple of weeks ago, which means that um, means that he's you know he's over here now. He's living back over here, so he's obviously not expecting to go back to the WE anytime soon. Oh well, which is what a shame. Yeah, it is a shame because. I get that he probably wasn't happy in his spot, but, you know, he was the top of that division. But as he's proven when he had that fantastic match against, um, he had fantastic match against John Cena, Seth Rollins. Uh, was it the Seth Rollins Open Challenge where it looked like yes, Neville was, was going to win? Absolutely that incredible. Break. Yes. So Neville can amazing. hang in that top level. And if you made him heal, and for the size that he is, even though, yes, he's short in stature, he could have hung in that top tier, no issue. Oh yeah, for it's sure. like the opposite. It's like the opposite of Braun Strowman going face now. It's like they held off on it for a long time because it's not, be- it's not believable that someone that big and dominant can be a fan favorite because people yeah. tend to like underdogs. But, but it's not the case. If it's done right, which it was done with Neville and it is being done with Strowman, I think as well, then it can be awesome. Not true. Yeah, um, very true. So uh, one more thing about Neville, quickly. Um, the NXT match he had with Sami Zayn, um, one of my favourite matches of the modern era. Just absolutely incredible. Just Neville in NXT in general is is something else. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
But everyone goes on about Sami Zayn winning the title and how great a babyface Sami Zayn was and then in that match and the way he played it. But Neville is like the unsung hero of that match. He was amazing as like this tweener that was almost going heel, but not quite. And Neville just played it perfectly. Sami Zayn would have been nowhere near as big of a star in NXT that he was if it wasn't for Neville. True. Yep, takes to the tango. Absolutely. I think I just think I just think Neville's the man. There's nothing he does wrong, and it's a tragedy that he's out of WWE. But if he's going back to the Indies and stuff, we get him. Um, Neville in New Japan. Neville against Kenny Omega. Anyone? Does that sound good? Yeah, he would kill it in New Japan, and I feel like well, I'd be happy because he's clearly going to do a couple of UK dates as well. But he, did he wrestle much in the UK? He was always like doing uh, PWG and. A lot of that kind of... Obviously, he has worked over here, yeah. but he definitely preferred the he American style. Yeah, I think he sort, he sort of got a name... So when he was working over here more, um, UK wrestling wasn't that much of a big thing. We were in that horrible dry patch through the sort of mid to late 2000s, you know? Oh, yeah. Right. And um, so it was hor- It was all like... You'd go to... There'd be like tribute acts to wrestlers and shit like that. You'd go and see like yeah. some bloke pretending to be Stone Cold Steve Austin and shit. Or like a fake Undertaker. Yeah, it was horrendous. Dark times, man. Dark Um, times. Yeah. So Neville came up in that and then got his success overseas. So he never really enjoyed the UK scene being great. So hopefully he will now. Um, Neville in progress and things like that would be amazing. Oh, he'd kill it. Absolutely kill it over here at the moment. So it's sad that he's leaving. But as I've said previously, the roster is so bloated. I really wouldn't mind some guys coming back to the indies. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah, of course not. Because I was just thinking that the other day too. That the WWE has literally plucked off everyone, and then who they haven't plucked off TNA goes after, and then who's left? You know what I mean? So, but yeah, it's true. Like even the PWGs of the world, I used to love watching their shows. Now it's it's back to seeing guys in I guess shorts that look like uh, your average Joe Schmo wrestling, right? Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. there's no names built up, and yeah, it's weird. Yes. It's, yeah very peculiar to see um especially i think that's why we've got it so good over here at the moment um i was doing a show last week week before one of them and the amount of talent that was from around the world we had guys from canada america australia new zealand the samoas just in coventry just like hanging out you know (laughs) it was just mind-boggling and it's like this is the place to be for like wrestling at the moment no, it is. These guys are the hotbed right now. I, well, as you could see, what the WWE is doing with it too, right? So at least they're smart to hop on it. Yes, very much so. So we'll see what happens. Nice. But should we uh, should we stop blue balling ourselves and find out what the number one Canadian wrestler is? Let's do it. It's your it's the main it's your main event, Steve. It's my main. Do you guys have a guess? Ooh. Oh God. Um. So above Brett and above Jericho, Canadian. Um, you dropped that he's a current wrestler, so he's wrestling now. So it's safe to say it's not Owen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow! Um, I oh god, it's difficult, isn't it? I'm trying to think. It won't be a heart um, current wrestler Canadian. You got Kevin Owens. You got Sami Zayn. Think, you you think, got Max? Kylie Ryrie. Uh, Kevin Owens. Yeah, I said that. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> Man, there's a lot um, of good oh, Canadian. There's a lot of good Canadian wrestlers. Damn you guys! Yeah, man. I know. I know. Oh, I know. I know. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Oh, Tyler Breeze. What do you think it is? Tyler. <laughs> How'd you guess? How did you know? Yes. Oh man. 
I know. Well, you know. Yeah, I, no. <laughs> My number in many, one. In many ways, we're all Prince Pretty. Oh, that's true. <laughs> but he looks even better now that he comes out in tight shorts. I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> well, my number one, you guys did mention, it is Kevin Owens. Hey. Ah, brilliant. Yes, he is my number one. Only because this is one of the few, actually, wrestlers where I've seen from the indies progress all the way to winning a world title in WWE. Like when he used to be skinny, when he used to roll around with just Sami Zayn and no one knew who they were, to when he became Kevin Steen and... Well, what was the saying? Uh, uh, kill Kevin Kill or whatever? Yeah. Kill Steen Kill. Oh, kill Steen Kill, yeah. That character and the man of, talking about a man of a thousand moves, didn't he have like a YouTube series breaking down literally thousands and thousands of moves that yeah. he uses in his death? And then to be one of the pioneers in having a YouTube channel and having a show weekly and oh, just everything he's done in Ring of Honor to NXT to now the main roster. He has, he has everything. Except for the physique, he's got everything. He seemed to be like the, if there was one guy on the indies that you you would look at and go, he's amazing, but he will never, ever be in WWE. It was Kevin Owens. He was like the right? epitome of an indie wrestler. Yes, and, it's all true. And yet he's had amazing success in WWE, and it's it's just brilliant. It's really, really cool. for his character, his wrestling ability, you know, you don't have to look like the ultimate warriors of the world. Nope. You can have a beer gut, nope. and you can have some shitty facial hair and still get over. So. Yeah, ch- charisma and um, charisma and safety in the ring is like the two biggest ingredients, I think. No, of course. And just to hear, like, and he's such a huge wrestling fan. Like, everyone knows the story. He learned English by listening to JR commentate. Yep. So yeah. that alone shows his commitment. See, this is how I describe Kevin Owens to people. If Bret Hart is the Hulk Hogan of Canada, Kevin Owens is our rock of Canada. Nice. Yeah, I can see that. He, do every and I am being a good actor too. Oh, he's so entertaining. Yeah, no, he is. Yeah, and we were talking about the festival of friendship and stuff, and like, yeah, yeah Kevin Kevin Owens is acting for all that, and how heartless he was um, was just absolutely incredible. The, the crowd booed Kevin Owens, which they hadn't done for a long, long time, and exactly. uh, that was a testament to how cold he did that, which was awesome. He, he's just yeah. that, that's what he nails so well that coldness because. Uh, do you remember like his NXT title run where he he's the first wrestler I've seen who had like five feuds on the go. He was feuding with Alex Riley, Sami <laughs> Zayn, Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, and William Regal all yes. at the same time. It's fantastic. Do you remember that Royal Rumble? I, th- I think it was his first Royal Rumble, which was also the Rumble that AJ Styles debuted in. Yes. When okay. there was a certain point where like, everybody was coming out kevin owens had had some sort of feud with he was just like looking at the ramp like oh fuck it out another one <laughs> like just people that hate him it was brilliant yeah he's uh, and the other thing i love about this is what really makes me a huge fan is his shit talking that he does to the fans when he's outside the ring yep. and yeah. while he's wrestling and it doesn't look fake it, you believe that he's actually talking shit to these guys saying oh was that your best move or so and so oh you fucked <laughs> up there or whatever it's like this guy just, he doesn't care. He says what's on his mind. And I, I, I love that type of attitude. Yeah, that's my favorite thing. I don't get why more wrestlers don't do the whole shit talking in the ring. It's right? it's amazing. You know, when he's got him in just a rest hold and he's like, I'm just going to stay here all day. It's, yeah. It pisses off the crowds because they can hear it. And I just think it's fantastic. 
yeah. Did you hear him um, at the Greatest Royal Rumble when Jericho came out, Kevin Owens shouted, we don't want you here, go back to Japan. (laughs) Yes, that was Yeah, exactly, like stuff like that. Like, that's what I mean. He he just says what's on his mind. And Yeah, he's amazing. Um, I've got an amazing, um, I think it's a PWG DVD. Um, I'm not sure I'm having a look for it now on my shelf. Um, yeah, PWG, Best of Kevin Steen. And um, the matches on that are just stunning. Because I didn't, yes. I wasn't that familiar with him before WE, to be honest with you. Oh, but, um, yeah. but going back and watching it, is, some of the stuff is just incredible. Didn't we... well, and then the other thing... Go ahead, oh, no, no. I was going to say, didn't we watch a match with him against Pac? I always remember him versus Neville oh. in PWE. Yes. That was an incredible match. Yeah, great match. That's back when Pac was skinny as well, before he was like properly ripped, which is weird to yeah. see. Mm. Yeah, but um, no, no, I totally forgot what I was going to say. But the the whole oh, this is what it was. As you guys saw, going back and watching his PWG stuff, he doesn't even use half his move sets from the Indies that he does now, and he's still getting over, and he's still able to do what he's able to do, and just that alone, adapting to the WWE style, because so many people have a harder time so to speak, is that's mind-boggling too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then we get to like manias and stuff like that and he will like yes. bust out one of these old moves, won't he? And it just gets an amazing reaction because he saves it for those special times. Exactly. And that's the thing. He knows how much to give and to keep where you want more and you're still not sick of seeing him. So uh, he, I don't know. He, he knows the formula and I think he's doing it perfectly, honestly. Yeah, I think he's going to... Yeah be around for a very very long time and when people are listening to this as jesse said in 2022 he'll have had a hell of a career in we exactly yeah actually yeah let's not say that there's still crack cocaine and insurance things that could happen (laughs) that's true that is true so that was my number one. What's your guys' number one, I guess, together that you guys fought about supposedly? This is the, yeah, this is the one that we've agreed on. Um, have you got any guesses, Steve? Okay, let me see. I'll just rattle who I think off the top of my head that you guys haven't mentioned. There's obviously William Regal. He's obviously a mainstay. There's uh, Fit Finley, one of my favorites. He would probably be my number one as uh, the best. Well, I guess he's not really Brit, is he? Because he's Irish, right? He's or, nor he's nor he's Northern Irish, which is technically part of the United so we Kingdom. So to keep so him, yeah. he okay, would so be British, like yeah. And then I guess maybe for recent guys, the Ospreys, Pete Dunne, Marty Scroll. But other than that, I have no idea unless it's another guy from World of Well, Sports. Steve, you got it on the first guess, mate. William Regal is our number one pick. See that? Of course, he has to. Of course, he is the he is the British wrestler, right? Like in every sense of the word like he used he used the fact he was british to get incredible heel heat he yep. also uses it now to get tremendous respect like he just plays himself so well and i mean he was a great wrestler uh, and a very underrated wrestler i think because so in his own words he had the body of an unmade bed <laughs> but um yeah he said that and once at another time he said that he said that his body looks like a um, looks looks like a melting candle, which I enjoyed as well. Um, oh, that's good. He never yeah, but he never had the look. He wasn't even particularly athletic, really, but right. but he was just so technically gifted. He was incredible. Yeah. Yeah, he really was. And it's um I did was there any of this kind of like stereotypical British gimmick before William Regal, or did he set the trend for 
cursing any British. Lord Alfred Hayes. Lord Alfred Hayes. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because then Lord Alfred became face once he became an announcer. But before, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he, I'd say. Yeah, I'd say he was probably the first. He cursed us, but his um his career we could spend a good hour talking about. He's done nearly everything except, but still be that much of a major player um as you say his heel work is amazing uh i loved it when he won king of the ring and became obviously king regal that that was absolutely fantastic his work in wcw william regal wcw matches are like some of the best matches i go to just watch wrestling and study wrestling they're amazing it's so weird especially as wcw he's playing this like heel englishman and he sort of when he's outside the ring he interacts with fans in a similar Owens does right like um, in WCW like but he's being a bit jokey and being a bumbling Englishman and doing comedy but then he'll grab his opponent and like chop the shit out of them or just hit them really hard and it's just it's really weird seeing someone play up the comedy stuff and then just brutalize someone see and that was the thing with William Regal even though he didn't have that physique sort of say but he was still a big man so it was still believable that he could kick your ass yeah he, yeah, big man, um, sort of tall but stocky. Yeah. My favorite thing about him is, um, when he walks around the ring, um, he sort of, he sort of walks slightly stooped. He sort of walks in a way. He looks, he looks like a husband that's snuck out of bed at night to get a snack from the fridge and doesn't want to wake his wife. <laughs> yes, exactly. And does something with his wrists where he's like touching them and making them wiggle sideways or something. Oh, yes. oh yeah. Yeah. Just. Just the, the whole way, like his whole body language and the way he conducted himself in the ring, he just he he knew his character and he was just amazing at it. Oh, perfect! Even when he attempted to be a Canadian, when he was the man's man uh, lumberjack, that was funny. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about the the man's man. He's a man. That theme song is fantastic. Wasn't there? Have you seen the clip? Yeah, I was going to mention the rib that they did on him. Yeah, it was. Um, I think they were in Liverpool. Okay. Um, doing a um, uh, so it was like one of the UK shows, and they were doing an episode of Superstars, and it was Daniel Bryan against William Regal, oh, which man. is a great match. Um, but when William Regal was coming out, um, halfway down the ramp, they switch his music to the "He's a Man" music, and uh, Regal didn't know that that was going to happen. It's brilliant because wow. Bryan and Regal are supposed to hate each other, and they're both pissing right. themselves. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, you, yeah, it's cool. You mentioned Daniel right. Bryan because, like, that's something I wanted to bring up because everyone always goes on about how, oh, sure, Michael's trained Daniel Bryan, but Daniel Bryan's gone on record and said that it's Regal yeah. that is, like, yes. the main influence for him getting to WWE and getting to that style and being who he is today. And I yeah. think that's important for Regal in general. You look at, we mentioned about the Brits now taking over the NXT training center, but... You know, what he's done with NXT as, like, Triple H's right-hand man is Mm. just been incredible. You know, if you're going to learn from the best, have the best as your teacher. Yeah, exactly. And it's such a shame he never got to win that world title in WWE because he's one of the guys, maybe one of the top five who should have won that, never got the chance to. Yeah. Because that would have been fantastic. Like, he could have, like how Booker T did it with the King, uh, King Booker. They, they could have easily done it with with King Regal. That would have been fantastic too. But they would, and it felt like they were. It felt like they were going to pull the trigger on Regal being world champion as well. And then I think he got suspended for drugs yeah, at the that, time, which was a real shame. But it seems yeah. to be a British trend. <laughs> we love those drugs. Well, yeah. well nothing wrong with that. <laughs> no. Um, 
who do you so Regal never got it, which is a tragedy. Who do you reckon the first British world champion will be, Steve? The first British? Never had one. We've never had a British WWE. That's that's true because Valor is actual Irish, right? Irish. Yeah. Yeah. Even though he had it for one day, that still counts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Seamus won it too. He's Irish, but that doesn't count either. He's Dublin, yeah. We've never actually had an Englishman. Well, the only person right now that I could see do it that signed to WWE somewhat would be Pete Dunne. But other than that, or maybe Tyler Bates, because, well, I don't know, because he's still young too. There might be someone who might do it before him. But I could see Tyler Bates, world champ, eventually. Yeah, they've got years to build him up, haven't they? Exactly. Incredible. No, I have no idea. I was a few years ago. I was convinced it was going to be Wade Barrett. Oh yeah, what happened to him? Yeah, right. He just, he just he, his contract yeah. ended, and they just fucked him off unceremoniously. Yeah, he's now like a like general him. manager for a promotion over here. I think he's like GM for Defiant at this point. Oh, so he's not really wrestling no, anymore. No, he, he does. I don't think he wrestles at all anymore, which is a shame because I was kind of tempted to put him in our list, um, but I just feel like he never really reached the heights of what he could reach. Yeah, he could have been so much more, couldn't he? Well, perfect. Perfect that you brought him up because he has a tie to Canada as well. I don't know if you guys saw him when he was on the Total Divas a couple of seasons or a while. Now, a few seasons ago. Yeah. When he was featured episode, he's actually dating a Canadian woman, or he was at the time. Oh, I didn't know that. There you go. There's a lot of British-Canadian connection I I see in the wrestling world. It's true. I feel like the relationship between um, Canada and Britain is very close. It's it's almost like mirror image. We just like coming it's in the heart, and, like the hearts did a lot. Yeah, we just like coming and stealing your women. That's all we do. Yeah, well, that's, we do have one of the, if not the best women in the world. Because, like I said, we're a melting pot, so we have some mixes that you've never thought would look good, but look amazing, right? So <laughs> there you go. Exactly, yeah, exactly that. <laughs> and hey, look, the wrestling world has brought us together. So this is more evidence of um, Canada English relations, right? Exactly, and plus we have the queen on our on our money. So, what what else do you need? That's true. There you go. It's <laughs> true. Uh, so that concludes. <clears throat> if I can talk properly, our top five of Canada versus England. I don't know who won. I think we're just gonna have to chalk it up to a tie on this one. We've got more drug I think addicts. That was a double DQ. Yeah, we got more drug addicts. You've got more technically gifted people. Let's just call it a tie. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but uh, solid choices. And I think you look at the current crop, we've mentioned a bunch of them. You know, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Kenny Omega, Kyle O'Reilly is doing fantastic stuff as well. Um, Eric is another one. Yeah, yeah. There's just, there's so many good Canadian wrestlers. Um, Bobby Roode. How could you forget the glorious Yeah, one? how could you forget Bobby Roode? Exactly. It's, um, the list is kind of endless for Canadian talent at the moment. It's insane. And yeah. UK, we're slowly starting to take over again. We've got guys like Pete Dunn, Tyler Bate, Marty Skull, Zack Sabre Jr., Jimmy Havoc, Osprey, Tyler Bate, Joe Hendry, and that's just to name a few. So I think you said Tyler Bate twice. Oh my god, what a failure I am! (laughs) So I think between (laughs) us, the wrestling world is in very safe hands. I think so too. I think I I say we should just knock out the Americans and take over. Yeah, what are they bringing to us? I agree. Let's rise up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So good choices. Solid. I I don't think anyone can argue with us. But if you want to, 
then I suppose we should plug what we do, don't we? Uh, if you want to argue with us or disagree with anything Steve or myself or Jesse have said, you know where to find us at Got Till 5. You can also find us on... Dot com. Got Till 5 dot com. You can also find us on the website, which is... Till 5 dot com. There you go. That's the only reason I did that link, just so you could yell at Jesse. Um, so... Got Till 5 dot com is my favourite thing to do. <laughs> Just picture you in the street, wow. just yelling and screaming it. So yeah, uh, let us know your thoughts and opinions. Disagree with us. Tell us if we missed any. Uh, we could have had so many more British people. Whenever you talk about yeah. British wrestling, you got Giant Haystacks and Big Daddy coming to conversation. Fit Finley, you mentioned earlier. Um, you brought up Mick McManus, Max. When we were discussing British wrestling, you said Mick McManus. Mick- now, Mick McManus is one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. But comparing him to the sort of wrestling that we watch today is just ridiculous. You're being a hipster dick. That's why he's not in the top five. Calm down. Well, you're an idiot. You're absolutely. The fact that that annoyed me. I I can Uh, tell. Steve. Yes. uh, Steve, where can people find you, man? They can find yours. It's pretty much Finger Styles wherever. If you Google, if you type in Finger Styles, it'll only be me. No one uses that moniker. I'm literally everywhere. Instagram, Twitter. The only thing where I'm not is not Facebook because I don't like Facebook. Oh, shit. So I, I refuse to be on Facebook. But anywhere else, like I said, even Spotify, if you want to listen to what I listen to, you can find me on Spotify and see what my, my tracks are that I listen to. You could, If you want to play video games, I, I play uh, PlayStation 4. You can find me, Finger Styles, online anytime. Oh, sweet. So Jesse, you want, you, we're adding Steve. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, man. Yeah, you're, you're being added, mate. Oh, there you go. See that? <laughs> what, what's the what's the origin of the moniker Finger Styles? Well, it's it's twofold. Obviously, Finger Styles is two names. I just morphed it into one. So Styles came first, only because of the movie uh, Teen Wolf. The characters uh, Michael J. Fox's best friend in the movie. His name was Styles, and as a kid, I found that so cool that someone was named Styles, and not realizing that it's a fake name. So I figured it was real. So. <laughs> I always want, instead of Steve, I wanted to be called Styles because it both starts with ST, close enough, but that's where Styles comes from. And then the finger nice. was that I got my finger crushed at work where it split open and all the guts came flying out of it. Oh, and, shit. And my wife's niece at the time was a, was a little toddler and really couldn't say finger and said finger instead. So I just, just stuck. It was now finger Styles was born. And I've had it ever. <laughs> So there you go. Amazing. That's that's a great story. I like that. And sorry about your finger. Is it all right now? Uh, it's it doesn't look the same. It doesn't look like my other fingers, but I could still move it. They don't know how I did not lose, I guess, uh, feeling in it. But yeah, it was pretty mangled. It looked like it went through me. I really want to see it. Can you send me a picture? <laughs> I can send you. Yeah, no problem. You dirty pervert. Thank you. Hold the phone. Hold the phone. How could I forget the silent assassin? We haven't read out oh. Master P's top five. Oh, God, has he contributed? Yes, but his are shitty because I didn't let him pick any of mine, so there was no crossovers. So I'll read them off. Quickly. Has he done Canadians as well? Yeah, he's done Canadians quickly. So I'll read them off. Okay. Trish Stratus, number five for him. Oh, excellent. Hot. Bobby Roode, number four. Yeah, glorious. <laughs> number three, not a lot of people know this, but Roddy Ryder Piper, he was born in Canada. So excellent choice. There you go. He was. And apparently he's a distant relative to the Hearts. Oh, see, even better. Number yes. four, uh, number two, Owen Hart. Very good. And I don't know why. Oh, I know why. This guy's an idiot because he doesn't talk. His number one is Lance Storm. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? He was, he was a good wrestler, man. 
He was. He was a good wrestler, especially w- what he did in WCW when he took over all the titles and renamed them. That was that was classic. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. That is a solid top five. You know, Trish Stratus. I don't know why that didn't even pop into my head. And uh, oh, right. yeah, because yeah. it's because we're sexist pigs. Ah, yes, I forgot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, ra- yeah, Roddy Roddy Piper. That definitely counts. You know, Scottish gimmick, but Canadian born. Yeah, so. it's full fest in the world at bagpipes. True. What? Okay. All oh all good things for Roddy. Um, <laughs> I bought some. Um, I bought some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles dressed as wrestlers today. Yes, they're a thing. And um, one of them is Rowdy Roddy Piper. It's um, which one is it? It's uh, Michelangelo dressed as Rowdy Roddy Piper. The there shit you, you find online. I'm going to start banning oh. you from online. I know they're brilliant. I, I tweeted out just before we started recording. I tweeted out the Finn Balor one, so you can have a look at that on um, Got Till Five. You spend Dude. your money wisely. I do. I'm a responsible adult, and um, I earn it. I can spend it on what I want, and I like turtle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I think between us, we've covered pretty much all of Canada and Britain. I think, feel like we've nailed we've this. Smashed it. Smashed Actually, we've smashed it. I got one question for you guys, because oh, I yeah. want to drop the knowledge right before we wrap this stuff up. Who, okay, who's the best wrestler to come out of Britain that people don't know is British? How about that? Oh, shit. Ooh. Um, that's a very good question. I don't know. It, it's really hard, because like, really? the minute we open our mouth, we give it away. Exactly. That's the thing. So I guess... Was well, who played... Actually, going back to uh, World of Sport days, the most famous example was uh, Kendo Nagasaki, because he wrestled in full Japanese kendo gear, and for the longest time, everyone was like, he's Japanese. And then he had a mask match, um, and he was unmasked, and it revealed that he was from like Leeds, and everyone (laughs) booed the shit out of him, and that was the end of his career. Fantastic. And there was another Kendo Nagasaki who was Japanese working in Japan. So there were two people pretending <laughs> to be one person. And it was like, Jesus, this guy does a lot of dates. But um, that's that's what the deal was there. So wow. I, I'd probably say he was our most undercover because everyone was convinced he was Japanese. Yes, that makes sense. There you go. See, you learn something new every day. There we go. Nicely done. Nice. So, uh, yeah, Steve, thanks so much for being on the show, mate. Oh, not a problem. It, it was great. Your, your guy's studio looks nice. Not as nice as mine, but it still looks good. So, <laughs> Yeah, it's a bit of razzle-dazzle about the place, isn't it? Uh, so it's you're... pretty good. Did you, like the, did you like the massive Union Jack we put up over the, um, over the desk for you? Well, of course, just because that's the gimmick in, in wrestling, right? You have to come out with a Union Jack if you're British. Otherwise, how would exactly. anyone know? Or come out with a British I wouldn't Bulldog. be called dead without it. <laughs> I don't <laughs> So your new episode drops this Saturday, right, Steve? Everyone can exactly. find it. That podcast, searching finger stars as well. Uh, SoundCloud. Not sucking up because he's here. It's legitimately a wicked podcast. It's yeah, really good. No, we do really enjoy it. Otherwise, we would have dodged his calls many times, but we don't. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, again, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, what are we, two for one now? So we've got to have you on again at some point. So Yeah, yeah no rush. It's got to happen. It's got to happen. Uh, we don't have a top five for the next bye week, so we'll Twitter poll it. Jesse, Twitter poll it. Yeah, Twitter poll. Twitter poll. So thank you, Steve, for being on the show. Remember, everyone, uh, please like, share, and tell all your friends about this lovely podcast. Even if they don't like wrestling, we just talk shit anyway. Uh, you Keep can our find numbers. Us- 
Yeah, going. numbers. We want right to smash. Now. We want to have another smashing week month. Um, smash. So, number smash. smash. So find us everywhere at uh, Got Till Five or on the website. You can visit us at gottillfive.com. I've been Max Curden. That's Jesse I'm, Benz. We'll um, see you all in bi-weekly time. Thank you so much for listening. Good night. Later days. Peace. You have until the count of five. I happen to love the number five. It's a beautiful number. A glorious number. You got to the count of five.